Hello and welcome to this week's UON Northampton Chronicles podcast. I'm Sammy Nejim and I'm here with... Catherine Udose. Adam Tebishnoy. Adam Sola. And today's guest was Catherine Brazier from Forces TV. I think it speaks in the civilian world as well. Um, they've been huge for me. Um, just going back to... Afghanistan, uh, two, three-month tours, and I was just a, a news reporter there. There's not a lot of sport you can report on in the desert. Um, it was why I took the job, because I knew then I had an option of about three jobs that I wanted to go for, but none of them, apart from BFBS, would have got me to Afghanistan, uh, to Afghanistan within six months. And at the time, it, you know, it was the hot topic, and I... I don't want to be a war tourist, but at the end of the day, I wanted that experience. And if you live with the military and you're going to, it is a very niche job. If you're living, going to be then living with the military for two, three years, now 10 years, um, you, you, the only way to get to know them is to live with them. And I'm, I'm proud that I did Afghanistan tours because it gave me an insight into the life out there that it's very hard to explain to people who haven't been there what it's like. Um, and I just think it gave me an up. Um, and it means that I, I have, I feel like my opinions are more justified because I've been there and I'm very opinionated. Um, just, uh, <coughs> I mean, this was a bog standard thing for, just get back to the links. Yeah. Um, a lot of what we reported on in Afghanistan was obviously deaths of um, British soldiers. Uh, which is the hard part of it. And in 2010, that was happening pretty much every day. Um, and you get bogged down with that being most of it, but that's like 5% of what's happening. And I found fascinating the rebuilding work that British troops and coalition troops generally do. So what do you think about her time in Afghanistan, Catherine? Okay, so she did say she spent... Um, a some time in Afghanistan, which can be a bit scary for a reporter. Um, the fact that she went out there six months within getting the job was really impressive. Um, yeah, it seems like they got a lot of freedom in their yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. And flexibility. And uh, she said that uh, there's a lot of uh, good stories that go missing because uh, the journalists aren't with the um, people helping the communities. Yeah. Like for instance, she showed us her story where uh, the army were helping uh, the Afghani people yeah, build, build bridges bridge. to link their different vill villages to help uh, the economy and commerce in the country. One of the main perks of Kaf's job is that she gets to travel a lot. For me personally, I feel like that'll be a really good experience, getting to know a different culture and experiencing new foods and all, all types of things like this. How about you, Adita? Uh, yeah, they see firstly, of course, uh, as much as exposure as you can get is it's it's all it's obviously going to help you in your professional life, and uh, it's it's all about communicating. It's all about making connections. All about you know meeting uh, meeting different people. Uh, news can never be you know constricted to only one area. There's always something happening everywhere, so you can cover, it. of course. You and I guess as you travel, you get to see the sides of the Afghani people as well as because news here you only hear the the sort of sides of from the army I mean yeah. I think traveling is an interesting experience I don't think there's anything anyone would be against 
that's one thing I've always loved about journalism is opportunities offered abroad and how you can connect one piece of news from different and various places as well as and as you touched on cultural experiences that you could learn yeah. so I'd love to do that in the future one day and I think learning journalistic ways from other places is very it's good to have broaden your horizons yeah. exactly because the way reporting here is obviously going to be different to reporting in Europe or wherever it is that you go I was able to get uh, our only interview that we ever, ever had with Prince Harry <laughs> skip it and then just press pause So uh, three years ago, three or four years ago, um, uh, I managed, it took me about 18 months of schmoozing with the palace and Invictus, people at Invictus, to get this one-on-one -on -one with, with Prince Harry. Um, but what was interesting about it is that we decided uh, that there was no point us. It was about the time he was coming out with a lot of mental health and we decided it was better that he speak to someone he knows who's a friend of his rather than myself or any of my colleagues ask the question. So I don't know if you, any of you are familiar with Dave Henson. He's the face of the Invictus Games really since 2014. He was born in the same year and I think on the same day as Prince Harry. They're very close. They're both captains in the army. Um, Dave was blown up in Afghanistan, lost both his, both his legs, but has gone on to compete for Paralympics GB and he was a bronze medalist in, in Rio. This was in 2017, so he was already a bronze medalist. And we got, we said to Dave, can you speak to Harry rather than us? Because I think you'll get more out of him. And in the end, we got an incredible half-hour interview where Harry talked about his mental health, dealing with his mum's death, and also a little bit about how that mixed in with the military. I'm working with the Forces TV. She got to um, get quite close to Prince Harry. He's off obviously well known for being quite close to the armed forces. Adam, she talked about uh, getting a scoop with Prince Harry and um, his... One of his friends. One of his friends. How do you think that played out compared to uh, a normal interview? I mean, I think it played out in her favour, being a, a reporter from Afghanistan herself, and Prince Harry's also been in that environment. I mean, looking at the interview with Prince Harry, we saw a different side from Prince Harry, more relaxed and more open Prince Harry, and he talked about more of about he talked more about his mental problems that he came up with while in Afghanistan as well. Yeah, he's able to open up more. quite a lot and talk about his uh, mum's death. And all. Yeah, and I think she took a different approach with it because she said that she wanted to do the interview herself, but she thought by getting someone that. Harry was sort of close to would help him open up a lot more. Yeah. But um, I think that that was good. And then Invictus Games and how, obviously, because she's into military journalism or military reporting. So that side of it as well was really good. And uh, the fact that also she she was able to combine one more part of news, the 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 sports part of news also whilst uh, she was there. So war reporting is not only about what's what's going on in the battlefield, it's also about the troops. Mm. It's also how, how you keep up the confidence going, how you can inspire them each and every day. And to come up with the Kilburn Cup, I think uh, that was... Uh, Backstory is I did a sports degree at Durham University, um, which was my undergraduate. I took several years out just enjoying myself, um, ended up doing a postgrad at Falmouth College of Art, which I now understand as university. And that was one of the few 
broadcast journalism courses that they had in, in those days. Um, but that set me in good stead. Um, I wanted to be in Cornwall for a year um, and I ended up being there for a couple of years doing some, some volunteering on various radio stations or what have you. So it started off as very much radio, but my interest was always the visual. Um, and even when, when I was at Falmouth, they sort of allowed us to do TV for about two or three months. Um, this is really, like, at the time, there wasn't a lot of online. It was really, really early days. So it was either TV or radio. There's, you know, the spectrum now is, is much wider. Um, um, I don't think, and I'm, I'm not, I know you're all journalism students. It's, I still don't think it's necessary to have a degree, but it does allow you, when someone sees a CV, if they see you've got a degree, they won't bin that CV straight away. So I think any journalism course nowadays is, um, will put you at the top of the pile. So there we just heard Kath Brazier talk about how it's not essential to have a degree, but it does help. How do you feel like this course has benefited you, Catherine? Um, of course it's benefited me a lot. I don't know, I think hearing her say that, um, I don't I don't want to say it's a bit discouraging because I'm, I'm, come on, I've been here for two years, so I'm <laughs> wasting my time. But then at the same time, she did say that it's beneficial if a um, employer picks up your CV and sees that you have some sort of degree, it helps. But she said, because journalism is very practical, it's just like... And it's good that we work with industry professionals exactly. on our course, so we have a bit of an idea of what goes on yeah, in the, the actual real-world industry. Yeah. But the news days have helped us a lot. A lot. In I mean, looking at what we've learned on the course, I think we've learned a lot more technical skills than any average person not doing the course would have done. Yeah. So perhaps with people that don't do um, a course, they have more experience, but they do lack some of the skills that we would have and be able to offer in the work group. Yeah, and I'll uh, also like to bring it back uh, to what she said around the end. She said like if she had a chance, she would love to take our place. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I mean like the the things we have a uh, hands-on experience with right now mm. is what she had to learn on the field. So in a way, like if if we are able to make the most of it, I mean it will obviously really help us get into the industry. Yeah, and in terms of placements and opportunities yeah. outside the university, they do it does help a lot because there's a lot of contacts here at the uni. Yeah, like how um, work experience is incorporated into the degree, so you do leave with some sort of work experience. And as students, we really do have to push yeah, ourselves to get our own. You feel a lot more confident when going out. And yeah. Trying to get a story now. Exactly. really really difficult I've never played rugby and I've never played cricket they're two of my favorite sports I've never played them and then when it comes to commentary that makes it incredible you understand I now understand in my older years why ex-footballers ex-rugby players ex-cricket are pundits because they know they have a skill and knowledge about the game that I just will never have having never played it and I will I'll put my hands up to that but if any of you get the opportunity to do commentary it is brilliant i'm absolutely loving every minute of it i've just got a lot to learn so um i'm just going to show you now uh can i just find it so last december i went out to holland with our uk armed forces football team and where is it here and just you'll hear a bit of commentary in here with a colleague of mine who works for ref sport okay so it's just that one um and, but this is also more, although I'm doing the straight news pieces, I'm doing the match reports. I didn't want to show you match reports because they're dull if you don't know who they are. But um, 
this now is more kind of where we're going. So we talked about producing a match report, producing the interviews and stuff like that. But this now, I, I'm a big fan of my voice not being on it at all. There's a little bit of live commentary. When you put together something that's like five minutes, I, I prefer it to just have the people that you're concentrating on. So this is the best of um, a week of football in Holland um, with the UK Armed Forces football team. So that's a mix of Army, RAF and Navy players. So all the best players from the military. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. seem like just, no, just reporting on war and all mm. the shooting and the violence. Yeah. There's a lot of good community stuff going on as well. Like, yeah. for instance, we got... She told us about the Kilburn Cup, which is a football match between all the best military members in the uh, between uh, the UK and France and the Netherlands. I mean, looking at the Kilburn Cup, it shows, as um, someone said earlier, the different side of war that can actually bring people together and as a community and you know. Yeah, there seemed to be a real community spirit between all the different army members. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been the UON Chronicles podcast. We'll be back next week with another one.